listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstronggetty.com. So we're headed out on vacation. Somehow I got in my mind the... uh my uh, kids my age, and particularly the ones I'm not, not that healthy, the idea of actually going anywhere for any length of time or doing anything is not on the table. So I was thinking of uh, best vacations I've ever had or what mm. vacations used to be like. One thing in particular about them, and I've got a number of vacations that, that were just freaking fantastic, but I used to, when I would go on vacation, I would get this feeling of freedom that I never get, never got any other way, or ne- and never been able to replicate it any other way. Maybe you just can't. Maybe it's a. Uh... I've talked to other people who say they can. They can get there just by you know, sitting in a coffee shop, having a cup of coffee, really getting the headspace of you know, just live. If you're in the moment, mm. you're as completely free of responsibility as obligation as you are, as you can be in that moment. I just don't have the ability to get there. No. Do you? No, that's not where I live. I'm a warrior. I, I, I'm, and for you, the the act of going on vacation would kind of activate that for you. Oh, 100%. And it's a, it's, like, it's a physical feeling. It's not even just a mental state. I get a tingling in my body that I can only get when I do that. That's how people end up buying ill-advised real estate sometimes, because they think that the place that they are is just such a right. wonderland that that's why they feel so joyful. And uh, it, it was more you know, about if you were working there, you'd feel just like you do working where you work. <laughs> it was more about running away from your responsibilities than it was this location and that you find yourself in now. At least to a large extent. Yeah. 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 I can be like if I were if I were headed out today, because we're on vacation here in like the next fifteen minutes, and I will go home to all the tasks I normally have and probably work harder than I normally do over the next week. But um, if I were going on vacation like I used to, where I would just go get on my motorcycle and head out somewhere, first place I stop for gas. I'm at a gas station somewhere. I'm just, I'm like walking on air. I'm just tingling with the excitement of freedom of no responsibility. Mm. It's just, oh, and there's nothing special happening. I'm at a freaking gas station. Yeah. Just, I can do whatever I want. And I just, I can't replicate that. I wish I could. I know, I know that you're supposed to be able to. You need to be able to, to like relax and, and check out now and then, but I can't. I just can't do it. Is that uh, that feeling at the gas station, how you almost cracked your head open? Because <laughs> you was, thought you could float over the, uh, the gas just hose? tripping over the gas hose. And you caught your oh, foot. Was, you didn't float high enough. <laughs> yeah. I was in Buffalo, New York. Wow. It's another place I've never been. Beautiful mm-hmm. Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Rochester? Oh, I repeatedly. On, I was on my way to Toronto. And uh, getting gas. I was coming back from Toronto. Mm. How did you find Toronto? Oh, beautiful. Just freaking gorgeous. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fantastic. Did you go to that junkie part of town? Where all the junkies lay around with their needles? No, I did not. Their scabs? (laughs) Why would I do that? You didn't want to see the scabs? Scab town, I think. But it's if you haven't heard the story, I was stepping over the gas hose. You know, you put gas in. Right. I want to go over there. Right. Wipe off your windshield or what yeah. have you. Yeah. And I don't know what happened next because I, I hit my head so hard that it erased that part. My assumption is that I my foot got caught in that. And then when I fell, I hit my head on the cement so hard. And the next thing I know, I've got blood in my eyes. Oh, my. And I'm pushing myself up off the pavement, and my watch had come off, and my glasses had come off, and I didn't know what had happened. Oh, that's a confusing uh, oh, yeah. moment. I had no that? idea what had happened. Yeah. And uh, then I, fi- I figured, puzzled out, that I must have tripped and fallen and hit my head on the cement. And the blood wasn't that bad. I just hit the front of my head on the cement, so it wasn't very bad, but I yeah, didn't okay. know what was happening. Wow. 
Do you know how long you were out? No, it couldn't Blink have been very long. Or, yeah. Because there were people around, and like surely somebody would have run over or called 911 or well, something. Well, and your watch was still there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So probably just like, I don't know, a second, half second. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's a terrible story. I still can't step over a, a hose at a gas station, though. I don't I put it in, and I kind of kinda just, uh, I'm going to walk around. Go the right. long way. Yeah. Yeah, an you older man. <laughs> you can't lift your foot as high as you used to be able to. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just wish I could replicate that feeling of, of just relaxation and freedom and checking out that some people get through meditation or, or mind control or something. Video I games, that's what does it for do me. It. Does it? <laughs> I, I When I jump in the, and I'm playing, like if I'm playing Street Fighter with, against my friend, all I'm focusing on is I got to beat my friend. And the other kind of, you know, oh, you got to file that paperwork and no, you're, you, you needed to get in touch with the rental office. And oh, I'm not thinking about any of that sort of stuff. So it's, it's kind of just me being in the moment. I'm not sure hmm. if it's exactly the same thing, but it, it's where a lot of my fun comes from. Yeah. I think I probably get that feeling Friday afternoons when I'm playing golf. So I don't have to worry about a, sh- a radio show the next morning. There's often uh, alcohol involved. Well, <laughs> and you hurt, and you, you got to be focused. I mean, especially because uh, a few dollars uh, go back and forth in these golf games I play. So you got to be focused. So it pushes everything else out, and it's liberating. But uh, yeah, vacationing. I'm super excited about it. Uh, it's going to be fun. I will probably spend more time thinking about my concerns over the next week than I do during regular weeks because I have more time to be around. Kids, family, household duties. Right, right. Yeah, and honestly, there's a uh, there's an element of doing the radio show, especially before uh, cell phones were a thing, mobile phones. Because um, you'd come in here, we were focused on this for four hours, and the rest of the world kind of goes away. Mm-hmm. And then you remember, oh, that's right, I got it this, and my wife's mad because of that, and the kid is sick, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> But now, now the beauty of mobile phones is my wife can text me and remind me that she's mad, for instance. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is true, though, because I get that, too. Henry just whatever. Right. I, that My dad wouldn't have found out about it until he got home. Right. I he's, get he's in the middle closing the big deal. <laughs> I get in the middle at work, so, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, I shouldn't tell this story. I don't know, that Michael. Which you should. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Michael? Should I? Or should if it makes you grin? Leave it in. All ah, right. So my kid, uh, mm, mm, my kid is renting a place in the town where she lives uh, for college with several of her uh, uh, friends and acquaintances, and we're paying the rent, and then we get repaid by the parents and or the kids, whoever's covering rent. Hmm. Um, just for simplicity's sake, and that's the way the landlord preferred it. You hit him with a transaction fee, convenience fee, oh, convenience fee. Yeah. yeah, that's it. You're in you charge of my business con- dealings. You know what would be out. convenient if you gave me twenty extra dollars? Yeah. Yeah. That would really be, be convenient. Great. There is a small <laughs> service fee, or just be like the uh, what was it? AT and T. Who got busted for just tacking on like thirty four cents? Yeah. to everybody's bill times millions of customers and the rest of it. But anyway, but there's. <sighs> There is a serious language barrier with the real estate agent slash property manager. And dealing with him is just a nightmare. And I'm getting better at understanding what he's trying to tell me, but it's still not very good. And they're keeping these dumb 
problems with the transfer of the funds. And Judy just happened to text. We have a three-way uh, conversation, my daughter, my wife, and I. And, and so I'm getting like unintentional updates on this situation. I'm getting more and more frustrated as I watch it. But this guy's probably a good guy. Seems to be. And, and listen, I've never moved to live in a, a country that has a completely different language. I mean, I, I moved to, say, Germany or like, uh, well, France would be tough, but, you know, a language that shares some common roots with English and stuff like that, I probably do okay. I moved to China, I'm helpless. Oh, yeah, sure. You can, I can get around in Mexico. So, but so this get guy, around China, no I, way. I admire this guy's courage and, and what he's done taking on this challenge in his life. On the other hand, I can't understand a friggin' word. <laughs> so, anyway. I've had doctors like that. It's That's cru- no good. It's crucial information. I can't freaking understand you. That is not good. No. I've had professors like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I dropped a class because I couldn't understand the professor. What am I supposed to do? I can't understand two-thirds of the words he says. Right. Uh, I, 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 there's nothing I can do about that. I've always struggled with advanced mathematics, and I've told this story on the air before, but uh, the one calculus class I took in college, I ended up dropping it. Teacher, sure, he was a nice fellow. But the whole thing, if you've heard taking calculus, is you got these complicated uh, equations and stuff with all the variables that have letter names. And he would say X, S, X, and H sounded like this. S, S, H, 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 H. And I would say, God, never mind. I just gave up. I'm giving up now. I'm quitting. Goodbye. I think it was about two weeks in. I, said, <laughs> I took one test, and I, I think he thought maybe I'd die halfway through it or something. <laughs> Are you having trouble with the class, he asked me in his charming accent. And I said, oh, yeah. I say I <laughs> uh-huh. am. Uh-huh. Yeah, I am. Oh, well. What are you going to do? That's a bad feeling. Oh, uh, yeah. It was miserable. That was the it was fr- helpless. It's probably a good thing to have happen, because school was relatively easy for me, and it was the first time I'd ever been put in a position where I just couldn't hang Humbling. And, and it was, yeah, it was, oh, so this is what it feels like to just be lost, know you're in over your head. <laughs> it's just, that was rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's why Elon Musk wouldn't hire me to launch the SpaceX rocket. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Administration and the Ad Council. Dove. Armstrong and Getty. I, I, I completely embrace the idea of why would you let your tongue make your health decisions for you? Uh, I get oh, yeah. that. Especially given the evil science that's gone into making foods too irresistible. Yeah, I get that. But um, just just don't tell me, you know, your gluten-free brownies are a substitute for brownies. They don't taste anything like a brownie. So what are we doing here? What sort of weird Kafka-esque, <laughs> strange... You're discrediting your own agenda by telling me this is better than it is. And the, well, right. And I don't know why we don't go with more of a... With all these different kinds of uh, uh, replace food thingies is you just you can't eat brownies anymore. And I would say, oh, okay. I'll That's be fine. Too bad, but, yeah, I'll be yeah. fine. But I'm, I, I realize there are going to be some sacrifices with this. That's the problem. Everything is presented as sacrifice-free. Almost all <laughs> diets right. are presented as sacrifice. No, you can still eat donuts. You can still. Why don't you just say to people, you can't eat these things anymore? Like, oh, well, I wish I could, but I can't. That's, that's the way life is sometimes. You can continue to eat your favorite foods, <laughs> just in portions fit for a mouse. <laughs> Quit or, lying to me. Or in such a way that they don't taste anything like the food tastes, 
which again, we're in some sort of sort of weird Kafka-esque imaginary. So it's round and looks kind of like a donut. So it's a donut, even though it doesn't taste anything like a donut. It doesn't fulfill any of the needs I have for eating a donut. Right. So what's the point? Yeah. Why don't we just decide you can't have brownies? If don't if brownies were for looking at, it would make sense. But they're right. for eating. Yeah. Now I do understand this. Some people can make some uh, gluten-free brownies that are. That actually do taste like a brownie? Well, we'll see. I'm going to stop at a bakery on the way home today as our household is going gluten-free to see if that does my son any good. That, the one i got to figure out how long you need to do it for it to be a good test. Doctor said a month. Is it really? You really have to do it for a month? I wait two days. <laughs> I was thinking until dinner. <laughs> no, but no, seriously, a month seems like a long time, but I'll look into it. I would do like a month or two. Like, cause it, oh, or two? Body, body chemistry takes a while to actually change. Mm, that makes sense. Oh, Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, the uh, healthcare guru, read the book Wheat Belly a couple of years ago, I think it was. It was a big, big, giant hit health book about uh, the evils of, of wheat and gluten and, and domestically produced grains. Mm. And that, that that's not what human beings were designed to eat. Mm. And it has all sorts of terrible effects. And, man, he was a religious zealot about that for a little while. I haven't checked back with him on it, if he's stuck with it or what, but... The arguments made sounded pretty good to me, but just the beast, you know, you can't, uh, wh- when was the dawn of uh, the agricultural era? Is it like 10,000 years ago or can't remember? Long time ago. But it's, it's the blink of an eye in the total sure. existence yeah. of, of oh, yeah. Homo sapien. Yeah. Um, and so the argument is, yeah, we're not designed to do that. And it screws you up in all sorts of different ways. But most of us seem to be okay. No, you're not. You're absolutely not. And you're miserable. Prior to the last like thirty years, we weren't all obese. So you're what was unhealthy. The pro- so what was the problem? You're, look at you. You're fat. Life expectancy is like quintupled. Ugly, stupid. Your jokes suck. It's all because of wheat. Aside from the recent obesity <laughs> craze, I don't see any problem. Well, yeah, you and look at a picture recent. from the 1940s. They seem to be doing just fine. Or the 1970s. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I. Uh, I'll never forget going to a vintage clothing store. And this is, <laughs> I was probably 5'11 and 185 pounds, something like that. Okay. Um, in, in decent shape. But. What are you what, now, for instance? Just well, mind your own business. <laughs> I just, yeah, what year was I don't this? Know yeah, if, what the hell do you I don't care? actually know if that's more or less than you weigh now. Oh, yeah, that's, your... that's uh, about 15 pounds less than I weigh right okay. now. I weigh right around 200 pounds. Um, and, and I became aware that the average waist size back in the day, I was looking at like cool suits to wear on stage, uh, something, you know, Frank Sinatra would have worn or, or you know, uh, Sammy Davis, just the kind of shiny material, skinny lapel, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, look, the average waist size for grown men was like 28. Yeah. I mean, people were tiny. Go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, you see, like, Keith Richards' stage outfits from the early days of the Stones. He and his model girlfriend would exchange clothes. He was so tiny, so thin. Yeah, well, he was a heroin addict also. Well, there's that. <laughs> that helps. But if you're looking for weight control, there's nothing like smack. <laughs> so the yeah, troubles are gluten and heroin. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're a big people hmm. these days. But let me know how it goes. I, I don't. I'm dreading it. I got to admit, I, I am naturally allergic to anything hip. Yeah, I know. Or popular I know. among softheads. I had to fight that when we were talking to the doctor and they're suggesting it. I sh- I can't reject this 
just because I know there's a hipster gluten thing out there. I mean, that's the majority of what's driving gluten is it's just a fad. There are people who have a problem with it. Right. But not that many. Right. And it didn't happen all of a sudden that all of a sudden everybody can't eat gluten. And uh, But the people who are helped by giving it up are helped by giving it up. So sure. you have to get past your disgust. Yeah. Not trying it because it's because I'm trying to be anti-hip or whatever you even call it uh, is as dumb as doing it for the reasons they're doing it for. Right. Right. Certainly if it would help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, look forward to your updates on that. I like not thinking about eating, though. Of course, that's what a lot of people do, and that's how you end up fat. It's just I don't want to think about it. I want to think. I don't. Want, I don't want to think about what the grams of this or gluten that or. Hmm. I just. I just want to eat it. Yeah, I know. and get on with my life. Yeah, I, I got know. other things to do. <laughs> I don't want to weigh it. I don't want to look at the ingredients on the side. I don't want to, have to Google anything. Scan it into your app right. and figure out, is this one-fifth of a portion or one quarter? Right. The... I don't want to do any of those things. Yeah, stuff That's works. why I wash myself with a rag on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff is a pain in your increasingly large ass. There's <laughs> no way to live, son. Mm. Jack Armstrong's first gluten-free Thanksgiving. Ooh. No mashed potatoes. Tofurkey. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. It's kind of an ongoing joke on our show where if one of us is, I don't know, down about something. Yes. We criticize the other one for having lost their capacity for joy. Yes. (laughs) Which is funny. It's closely related to... um, our uh, will-to-live meter, how our WTL is faring. Or a cry for help. Exactly. Um, survey released finds that 9 in 10 Americans believe the world needs more joy. Okay. I suppose I'd get on board with that. It doesn't need less. You couldn't have too much. I don't know if you read the papers. just seems to be room for improvement. <laughs> Nine, 90% agree that the world needs more joy. Yeah, whatever. Eighty-five percent agree that finding joy is more important now than ever. I wouldn't agree with that. That's dumb. Uh, I gotta assume finding joy has been uh, important for cavemen on through now. People covered with lice in the Middle Ages haven't washed in five years because the Pope told them not to. I think you could they make, stink. Their uh, teeth are rotting out of their head. I think I could make the opposite argument pretty easily. While while uh, you know, until you get to a hundred percent joy. Um, there's always, you know, you could always use more. Uh, finding joy is more important now than ever. It's probably less important now than ever in world history. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you. There's been a lot of starvation and pandemic and war and evil. And, yeah, it's not more important than ever. But you know, we've talked about the whole people aren't getting together anymore. Mm. They're online and true that. This people's souls are unsatisfied. It's possible that America... We're eating Ameri- candy instead of balanced meals. It's possible that Americans have less joy than in the past. I was thinking about that, hanging out with my family over the uh, the weekend, everybody together, which was the norm back in the day. Right. Is is joy as a concept just something that exists in an affluent thing? Right? Like what? if I'm battling saber-toothed tigers every day i don't you know that's my focus i don't i don't need something to unwind do you ever have joy uh, give me a dictionary definition of joy probably should have started there what the what the freak is joy <laughs> joy behar uh <laughs> jo- interestingly joy behar it brings the opposite of joy uh. she brings anguish <laughs> 
anguish behar uh joy a feeling of great pleasure and happiness or as a verb uh rejoice i gotta believe even cavemen looking for saber-toothed tire tigers had the what did you just say a yeah. feeling of great pleasure and happiness yeah bountiful harvest you gotta you got a saber-toothed tiger you're great. Something happened with the grapes, and you're feeling extra good. Sure. And uh, your that's weird. These old grapes taste good. Your wife looks like she's in the mood. I gotta yes. believe you're experiencing joy even then. But even that—that's a side of that is a a consequence of the thing that you were already doing. They didn't have to seek out joy, right? Like they 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 got fulfillment. They're just living their lives. They're living their lives, and as a result of a life well lived. They are experiencing huh. joy. Yeah, well, I think that's uh, kind of the point. Joy was Joe was making. Yeah. Um, yeah, just doing just doing your thing is is the well. Everybody knows this. Philosophers, religious people, going back thousands of years, just doing your thing is what brings you joy. Living a life of purpose, helping mm-hmm. other people, taking mm-hmm. care of your family—that's what brings you joy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> if you've ever been fortunate enough to have uh, enough pennies to rub together to buy some things you've ever wanted, you will be disappointed. <laughs> it doesn't turn out the way you think. Momentary lift, oh. at best. And a surprise, shockingly short. Well, I was in my cups the other night. I almost bought a guitar. Oh, boy. Narrowly, narrowly dodged that What one. stopped you? You passed out at the keyboard? <laughs> Woke up, vomit all over I, your iPad. Exactly. <laughs> I vomited right on my keyboard, and it, I couldn't, my mouse wouldn't work anymore. <laughs> I was just going to click by. This is a beautiful guitar. Uh, more than half of Americans say their friends bring them joy. What if they don't? Get different friends. Yes. Your friends oh, suck. Dude, I gotta see my <laughs> what are friends your friends bringing then? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Disease. Bring joy <laughs> or bring beer. <laughs> Ask gas or grass. Nobody rides for free. Six in ten said uh, talking to their family brings you joy. I feel sorry for I know people whose family doesn't bring them joy. and uh, Right. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Uh, that sucks. I was thinking about that. I was hanging out with my parents and my brothers. We all get along. We always have. We've never had, uh, yet anyway, uh, any sort of uh, rift. It just haven't. No. Just no. haven't. I don't know why. The standard mild annoyance once in a great while. It's not but like it we work at it or anything like that. It just happens. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. And I honestly think about that. I don't know why that is. And I think about the line of Tolstoy from the beginning of Anna Karenina. It's one of the more famous lines to start a novel. Um, all happy families are alike. Unhappy, unhappy families are all unhappy in their own unique way. Mm. And I've always thought about that. Do I agree with that? Not agree with that? But here you go. Like my my nu- my nuclear family I grew up in. Nobody was trying. It's not like my parents said these are the things we're going to do to make sure we're happy mm-hmm. and get along. Yeah, it just did. And I don't know. So so I don't know if they modeled knowingly or unknowingly conflict resolution or letting things go or. Uh, you know, looking at the big picture, or I don't know. I don't even have any idea. Hmm. But I would guess that 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 is fairly true, that when it works, it's because everybody's doing kind of the same thing. Yes. Not holding grudges, et cetera, et cetera. Right. If there's a problem, you talk about it. I know I'm familiar with one family. Perhaps I even married a girl from it, which there was the dynamic of people always wanted to have something on somebody else. You wanted to be the victim or you wanted to have a complaint. It's just the culture was very different. Yeah, I have encountered that too, and I will speak no more of it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Same thing. But uh, but but someone wanting to start uh, uh, problems where none exist. Yeah. Well, that's not fair. It's, They're it's getting like, that, and you're getting that. Yeah. Well, not worrying about that sort of thing is why we've all gotten along all this time. So yeah, I'm not going to worry about it now. 
Yeah. Some people want to have a gripe. Maybe, I guess. <clears throat> Although, I don't, maybe people you grow don't... up with it. It's your comfort zone. I remember one of my first friends who did the recovery thing in the course of uh, self-discovery realized my comfort zone is chaos because that's what I grew up with. God, that's got to be awful because <laughs> I grew up with the opposite of chaos. I grew up with so much order, order and quiet. And, and so anything other than that makes me insane. There are, regardless of the, what you grew up with, people have a tendency to try to recreate those things. So if you grow up in a healthy place, you you kind of perpetuate that as you grow older. Mm-hmm. If you grow up in chaos, you you kind of manifest chaos around you just because that's what's familiar. Right. Uh, yes, I have experienced that. And uh, it is difficult for the calm one to overtake the chaos one. Mm-hmm. Chaos is easier to create than calm. And that gets back to conservatism and Edmund Burke and all kinds of political theory. But civilization it's, but it's, as opposed to chaos it's yeah. much easier to cre- to uh to to create chaos and keep it going than than create calm and keep it going anyway um back to joy well yeah I, all it takes is a single actor or a single word in the midst of calm and it's disrupted yep and maybe forever depending on what the actor word was <laughs> i'm destroying the joy of talking about this poll yes you are 72 percent agree that technology has brought them a lot of joy during the COVID-19 pandemic. A lot of joy. I tend to think of joy in a more, uh, it's like the difference between a friend and an acquaintance. Uh, joy is uh, is more than cheerfulness. It's Maybe it's because I grew up with that word in church a lot. Full it's on like orgasmic? Profa- no. <laughs> no. What's the matter with you? It's despicable. I'm talking about churching. Jesus and Nazareth. Maybe, maybe you heard of them. The Bible! That's right, sir. Um, I've always thought of joy as a, like profound happiness as opposed to cheerfulness. Because you got an ice cream cone. Technology has brought... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're happy when you get an ice cream cone, no doubt, but yeah. that's not joy. Technology has brought me a lot of entertainment, but it's the playing video games with my friends that has brought me joy. Being on voice communications and us laughing and struggling and you know winning and losing games. That's what that's where the joy comes from. Nice. Not the yeah. technology in and of itself. Yeah. Okay. For me at least. <clears throat> gotcha. Favorite uh, ice cream, Michael? Favorite flavor? Uh chocolate mint. It's a fine ice cream. There's no arguing with that, Sean. Uh vanilla. <sighs> Largely because people have that reaction when I say it. No, I wasn't saying because of that. Okay. No. I was. I was. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> and it, it, particularly uh, it's if I'm... a fabulous spice. Oh, it's... No, it, it vanilla is, is great. It is the and, and it's a flavor, yes. you moron. And it's jackass is your mother flavor. It's not flavorless. It's a flavor. Right. Vanilla's a flavor. Right. <laughs> and if they got vanilla Jam bean... It right in their face. Here. <laughs> now, now it's a flavor. It's in your eye. <laughs> Vanilla bean on the menu? You're not talking me out of that. Oh, that's that's good. Good. My, my wife likes vanilla. No vanilla bean, no French vanilla. It's got to be just vanilla. Huh. Vanilla about vanilla. I don't know. What, I don't know. I call it freedom vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't even get through without cracking up. You're going you're gonna to make fun of me. I, I love the butter pecan. Love Solid. the the BP. Chocolate as a kid, but uh, I'm definitely vanilla as I get older, I think. Underrated pistachio ice cream. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Gel- really good. Pistachio gelato? Mm-hmm. You ever had that? I don't think it's so, It's Italian no. ice cream, basically. I've, I've had gelato. I've never had pistachio gelato. Oh, I'll have to be on the lookout. They're very Bolo. stuff. So we've been going to the Sonic. <laughs> we've been going to Yolo. the... Yolo. <laughs> Bogo. <laughs> we've been going to the Sonic now and then, and they got a million choices for your, your, for your ice cream treats that are just freaking fantastic. But they're all too much. 
my kids can't even finish a, a small one. Mm. It's just too much. Too like candy sugary. Like, I, like I, if I was just going to have a spoonful of ice cream right now, I would like peanut butter or cookie dough or something like that. But if I'm going to have a full cone or something, that's just it's too much. It makes mm. you feel sick. Yeah. I got a moose tracks cone what? the other day. What's a moose tracks? It, it looked Did you it hunt just it? looked like <laughs> it, chocolate and and um and like caramel or something like that. Okay. But it so turned it was out the droppings? Well, no. <laughs> well, no, it's a Is that what that means? Ah. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Moose droppings. Yeah. Yeah, that's odd. Anyway, but it had like candies in it. It had uh, like little mini peanut butter cups in it and stuff. Huh. And it was good, but it was the perfect yeah, example of what, what you're I'm talking saying. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, One bite of it is freaking awesome, but you right. can't actually have a... Well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> right down to the tip of the cone. Mint, oh, yeah. mint chocolate chip's pretty hard to be. You know, mint. Uh, your mint chip ice cream is not actually green. They put green coloring in there. And it's, it's been hard to convince my kids that it's like... It's okay if it's not green because the the really good ice cream shops they stay away from the the false right. coloring. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The that's the best stuff. What color is what color is the moose knuckle? That's, <laughs> a, that's something completely different. Yeah, you, you order that flavor, you swing differently than me. But um, <laughs> it's it looks like uh, uh, it's like uh, like uh, vanilla bean. Your darker uh-huh. vanilla uh-huh. with your uh, with your chocolate colors and your caramel colors. Little flex. What? Doesn't vanilla bean usually have a little flex in it? Little oh, f- I thought you meant flex, like flexing your muscles. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like that, more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't okay. Know. I didn't study it that carefully. I just ate it. Uh, oh no, it's gone. I was hungry. <laughs> we all three. Got- I should have gotten the double scoop. <laughs> we stopped at a nice couple ice cream places doing a drive to Arizona because you got all that Route sixty six stuff, and oh, there's all those yeah. little you know burger stands and milk shakes and stuff like that. We did that a couple of times. That's good stuff, man. You didn't take Interstate 10? You can drive across the country and not see anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my son Sam, because uh, I told him, I said, you can drive the whole Route 66. There are books out and maps, and sometimes people do it in classic cars, and you can stay at a hotel. You know, there's there's, there's a the thing to it. Some people movies do it. was about Route 66, wasn't it? Absolutely. We talked about yeah. that because uh, they've both seen cars a thousand times, and Radiator Springs, which was clearly modeled after Silver Springs, because I went through a town that looked like Radiator Springs. It had the same... Huh. Same, like the same exact stuff. So had the TP hotel and everything. Yeah, yeah. it had the yeah. TP hotel. That's what it yeah. was that set my kids off. Anyway, yeah. um, and I was talking to them about how yeah, the road went along from town to town, and then the interstate came by, and you could save, as it says in the movie Cars, you can save ten minutes, but you don't see any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the towns died because nobody's staying at the hotels or drinking the milkshakes or whatever. Right. And then I explained to my kids that. It wasn't really on purpose, like in it was so important to get there quicker. Uh, President Eisenhower decided we needed an interstate system if we ever went to war against a foreign adversary to be able to get our tr- our tanks and our missiles and our ammunition quickly from coast to coast and top to bottom. That's what drove the interstate system. The interstate thing yep. was based off of military planning? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Wow. I mean, it obviously had other infrastructural uh, you know, benefits, but yeah, that was it. We had to be more efficient moving troops and, and equipment. Wow, that's fascinating. Driving highways is so much better than interstates. Sometimes it's completely impractical, I realize. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, if, it's, if it's at all practical, add the hour to your drive and see the towns and stuff like that. It's so cool. Old state route blank is always better than the interstate. Yeah. If, you, if you like seeing things. That brings me joy. Yeah. Well, Milkshakes bring me joy. Holy cow. Two forces have, have done everything in America. The military and porn. Pretty much. The military is the interstate, porn's the internet. There you it go. starts with inner, 
It's either the military or porn. There you go. Jack said moose knuckle today. <laughs> Brought me joy. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So I watched Avengers Endgame with my son. I watched it because of my son. I would have never seen it without having a young male in the house whose friends have all seen the movie and he hadn't. And uh, I wasn't completely aware that I uh, watched the end of a 23-part series. <laughs> yes, yes. Essentially, yes. <laughs> with no idea what was going on at any point. And neither my son didn't have any idea what was going on either, but. Enjoyed the movie. But so now that he's kind of into it and I've decided that they're okay for his age, they're definitely okay for his age. God dang it. Who are th- those Those various sites, uh, parents, I'm talking to you, those various sites that tell you what's okay for kids what age, they're way too conservative. I think that's so no, no 12-year-old who can't handle it in America watches the movie. Well, you know what I mean? And they break it down by the stupidest categories. So you, you go to a movie like on Common Sense Media, and they they break it down into categories like sex. Okay, I always click on that box. Because, I mean, if there are two oh, people... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, there are two, <laughs> if there are two people doing it under a bright light, uh, I, don't, I don't really want him to see that movie. But there'll be, you know, some kissing and flirting. Okay, that's fine. My 10-year-old can handle that. The old can Even though he'll pretend like he can't. Ew, no, go away. <laughs> but the one that like will really knock one down is smoking. Okay, so somebody smoked in the movie, so that knocks it down a grade. I don't freaking care if the bad guy smoked a cigarette. Also, consumerism, if there was any product placement. <laughs> I so, always got sent out of the room during you know, product placement. Yeah, if, somebody, if somebody's <laughs> drinking a Coca-Cola with the label toward the camera, that, no, knock, look. that knocks it down a letter grade. Oh, come on. Anyway, yeah. uh, the superhero movie we watched seemed perfectly okay for him at his age. Um, uh, so what would be the next best step? Do I go to start at the beginning with him? or Well, you could just go full Tarantino and just watch them all in reverse now. Uh, so, <laughs> because not only did you watch the 23rd part of a 23-part series, that was the second part of a smaller two-part series. So the end game was kind of the second half of the Infinity War movie. Which came out the year no, okay. before. So I really did it wrong. I mean, there's it's it's art consumption. There is no wrong, Jack. This is a judge free zone. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I think Infinity War would probably be the uh, certainly the next the next thing to watch with your kid just to mm. kind of complete that story arc or whatever. Um, and then from there, I think the Thor movies your kids would enjoy. There's some really fun fish out of water. Thor operate, you know, ordering a coffee at a Denny's and stuff like that. Captain um, America movie is uh, the the first one was really really good. I enjoyed yes, that. That uh, and uh, and you mentioned you you enjoyed Paul Rudd's portrayal as Ant Man just because he's so friggin' funny. And so you should and if that's how you feel, you should watch the Ant Man movies too because those are very fun and quirky and and yeah. He's uh, a national treasure. That dude is hilarious, and he hasn't aged a day in about thirty years. Opposite yeah, no kidding. Of, op, he has not aged a day in thirty years. He's the opposite of Robert Downey Jr., who looks in some scenes like he's 75 because <laughs> mm. of his 20-year heroin addiction. Yeah. That is... Where's a boy out? Oh, he looks rough. Yeah. You know, and I actually watched a movie with my son. I paid attention. I wasn't, like, surfing on my phone and kind of there. Just because I remember when I was a kid how much it meant to me, like, if my dad would watch something with me that I was into. Right. Mm-hmm. It just, like, it was huge. And if I realized he wasn't paying attention, it was less huge. Um, so I actually watched it and discussed it with him and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think um, seriously, you'll both like the Captain America movies and and the Thor movies. Yeah, the Thor movies are are good. I'm casting my mind back. I've actually watched a couple of those. 
On your own um, or with the an kids? Iron Man too. Like, Judy and I would sit down Saturday uh-huh. night and watch it on the cable. Um, uh, I was confused by Captain America fighting Captain America. I don't understand how that works. How do you ever defeat yourself if you have exactly the same intellect and physical prowess? I know my moves. You know exactly what he's going to do. Well, so exactly. does he. But only one of you knows that you're fighting, right? The other guy, they, what is going on? Only one of you has full understanding that you're fighting yourself. Okay. And the one who has the full understanding will probably be a, a step ahead. <laughs> but the other one's me. I would kick myself right in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> but you would know that was coming. So you'd no, cross your legs. I wouldn't think I would do that to me, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you'd fool you. Oh, my God. I don't have the time for this. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.